Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa curry and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy 2023. Welcome to a new fresh year. Oh, does it ever feel good? And welcome to episode 148 of the Elisa Unfiltered podcast. My name is Elisa and today it is Wednesday, January 4th. All right, so I had to start 2023 this season with a conversation with arguably the most influential teacher in my life, my spiritual coach, life coach, and integrational manual therapist, Adele Stratton. She is the owner and operator of Phoenix Rising Healing Center. Her areas of expertise focus on etheric healing, vibrational medicine, spiritual coaching, and tactile modalities for anyone looking for root cause healing. In fact, her teachings are the core practices within my life coaching program, the Awareness 3X Effect. I've incorporated over a decade of learning, shifting, and fundamental lessons, foundational lessons from Adele in my 12-month course. And then I've had the wonderful experience of watching students build deep foundational self-awareness, awaken to thought and belief, shift perspective, choose love over fear, and detach from conditional vibration, thought, and belief. Detach from those, those things that they know they've become loyal to, but that are holding them back. It's very powerful. Adele is a shining light in my life. She is the voice of perspective and rational guidance when things get hard for me. And because we have gone through so much adversity over the past few years, setting the tone of 2023 with a spiritual awakening just feels fitting, (laughs) doesn't it? Yes. This is a bit of a longer episode with tons of spiritual gems from start to finish. There are gems, stories, aha moments that will challenge you leave you questioning, and for many Elisa Unfiltered listenings, perhaps validated. Mm. So I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here is Adele Stratton. Hello, Adele. (laughs) Happy New Year! Year! I I had to bring you on the show for the first episode of the new year. How are you? Well, actually, I'm super great. I'm super great. I took the whole uh, Christmas season off for the first time in I can't even remember when. Yep. And so it felt really, really good just to take that time to myself, you know, and just allow that, allow my body to decompress in the time that I needed. And I was really surprised at, you know, how much decompression I needed. <laughs> so it was it was really good. And also too, um, as you know, I have Violet, my my Bernadoodle. Yep. And she's lovely. But yep. I also sent her on her doggy vacation so that she could have a rest for me. <laughs> <laughs> but also too so that I wouldn't have to worry about a schedule walking her this time, okay, gotta get, you know, oh, gotta go again sort of thing like that. It was just, it was just, I knew that I needed my rest. I knew 
that I wanted to be schedule free and not have to do anything, you know. So oh, it's, it was good. it's so interesting because, okay, so the decompression part, yes. Planning for it, which you, you did allowing, giving yourself permission to, it's almost like I'm, I was seeing all of these posts on social media and like buzz around. People were asking for permission almost. They were saying, they were, they were like trying to get a validation for slowing down as opposed to listening to their body and mind and actually taking the break. It was really interesting to see that. This year, I think more so than ever, was this like asking for permission. I love that you that you gave your your routine a break too. Yes, yes, it was it was necessary because I really, as you know, I went viral in August and it just so happened it was on my summer vacation. Yes. So all of a sudden I was not on vacation anymore and I was doing answering, you know, questions for a couple of hours in the morning and again a couple of hours at night and it got to the point where I was like opening up, you know, and I was going, oh, 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 my, God, oh my God, you know. So, oh, so yeah. then the whole, everything blew up. And then the days that I had taken off during the week, which is Tuesday and Thursday, all of a sudden became my work days for filming and emailing and preparing and preparing classes and everything. So, but this is also very interesting too. I think, I think this is important when you're listening to yourself and as much as I, I could have gone into this direction, which was, oh my gosh, there go my days off. Now all I'm doing is filming. I'm not, oh, and I'm, I'm working all mm-hmm. weekend as I'm preparing these classes. Oh my gosh, it's too much. It's too much. I'm supposed to have this time off to take, take care of myself. Mm-hmm. But instead, I chose another perspective. And that perspective was, isn't this great? Isn't this fantastic? I am finally, after all these years, I am finally reaching a large audience to help them heal themselves. So let's go, because this is what I wanted, was the message to go far and wide. And so, you know, having that perspective, it lifted me up. I bet it did. Yes. You know, and it energized me. Even just hearing you say it, even just hearing you talk about that perspective shift was like a vibration that was like welcoming and positive and motivating. It was like. Exactly. So, so I was able to go through all of it and at the same time being smart enough to say, and then I'll take a rest. Mm -hmm. I'll take a rest between Christmas and New Year's and I'll give myself the time to decompress and then I'll be good to go again. Yes. Okay. So let's just rewind a second here because for people that are listening, uh, Adele and I have been working together. She's, I call her my spiritual coach, my spiritual guru. She's an integrative manual therapist and we've worked together for like over a decade. Really. I started working with you like when early two thousands, I think. Um, and so you have been, you've been on the show. This is your fourth or fifth or sixth episode. I don't even remember, but we did a yeah. lot. We haven't, we haven't chatted since the COVID eruption. However, you had a reel or a couple of reels on your social media go absolutely viral. You got a hundred thousand followers overnight almost. And that's what we're talking about. So she was posting her, her wonderful healing, amazing messages, and they took off and now 
you have this reach and it's been really positive and very busy and very fun. Yes. yes, yes <laughs> and it's yes. so, I'm so happy that this, like, honestly, it's the best. <laughs> Friggin' love it. And I'm sorry that you missed out on your break, but man, I know that you're affecting so much positive change and perspective shifts. You're the person who taught me how to become self-aware and taught me who I am and taught me to pay attention to my body and my thoughts and my beliefs and go deeper beneath the surface and not just rest in that material surface level story that I have been telling myself and been told who I am my whole life (laughs) from everyone. Yes, yes. As all of us have. As all of us have. Yes. As all of us have. So with that, I kind of want to start, well, we've, we've already into this episode, I guess, but I want to continue on with that conversation about going deeper and how we as a collect individuals can do it and as a collective can do it deeper in the, into the sense of self and connecting to who we actually are. And that's, it's interesting because those are the types of uh, content that went really viral with you is like getting to the root cause of your illness whether it's a body part, a mental thing, a fit, like whether it was a physical, a mental or an emotional outcome, what is the root cause? Because that's something that I believe there's like a collective denial about right now. We don't want to do root cause. We want the band-aid, we want the quick fix, and it's happening more and more and more. So can you elaborate on that? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so so in in teaching, in teaching my classes, because I wanted people to understand when we talk about a root cause, because that's, that's my whole thing. Yeah. That's everything to me is that it doesn't matter what it is. It started somewhere. It started somehow. And what was that, that started that ball rolling for you until you got rheumatoid arthritis, right? Yeah. So when I'm teaching these classes, I teach from a different perspective. I don't start out with showing pictures of the anatomy and everything. No, that's all about the physical body. I want people to connect their spirit selves to the container that they live in. So in other words, I start with, what are you? Well, you're spirit. You're, You're a sentient being. You came in like that. You still are that. You're just using the container to have a certain adventure here on this planet at this time so now what are you made of well you're made of color sound light and frequency Mm -hmm. so they're all vibrating at a different frequency you know this is where when we get into the dna well that's because one pill is good for you doesn't mean that pill's good for me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I have a different DNA than you. So why is there this band-aid approach? Yeah, the one size because fits all. Yeah. One size fits all. It's yeah. it's for everything. For everything that happens. It's like, oh, you just take this, or you just take this, or you just take this. So so in other words, you know, where's my immune system? Okay, I'll back up. I'm getting I'm getting very passionate about this. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. I love it. If I, if I start like going like screaming like I'm on the pulpit, you can say, okay, Adele, too much passion. 
<laughs> Love it. Anyways, I want people to understand that everything in our physical body vibrates at a certain frequency. So everything. So your your veins vibrate at a different frequency than your aorta. Okay. Okay. Your the testosterone in the body vibrates at a different frequency than the estrogen. Mm-hmm. Your kidneys all vibrate. Every part of your kidney vibrates differently than your lungs. So in other words, the frequency. So, so what changes the frequency instead of being in homeostasis and it goes out of balance, mm-hmm. then you start to feel the symptoms. Mm-hmm. So then we go right back. So if we are color and if we are light and if we are sound, what kind of sound do we make? Well, we speak our words. Yep. We're making sound. Yeah. We're having thoughts. It's a frequency. Yep. We are making sound. So those thoughts that continuously play in our minds are on a frequency, but what kind of frequency? And that's when we get into that. If the frequency is anything less than love, optimistic, uplifting, any of those spots, I mean, there's a plethora of them, but if they are what we call a lower vibration. Mm-hmm. So, so the difference between the frequencies is, is it the frequency of love or is it the frequency of fear? Fear, yeah. As that fearful thought, as that fearful thought plays in your mind over and over again, then what I try to educate people is that every part of our body carries carries a certain type of frequency. For instance, your liver. So I do a masterclass on the liver because liver is under the element of wood. Liver is under wood and wood carries the emotions of anger, rage, wrath, unhappiness. I mean, it's not all negative, but definitely there's positive, there's positive uh, emotions in there too. But it's really interesting to see that there's more negative than there is positive because the organ is holding that. So does that mean that, like, let's just say I am angry often about whatever. My thoughts create anger. I'm afraid. I'm, I, does that mean that disease could begin in the liver or does the liver create those emotions like what comes first the chicken or the egg sort of thing well the the, the chicken i guess because you're, <laughs> you're you're angry all the time so what that anger goes directly to the liver okay and then it starts to it starts to carry that carry so so if you're a very angry person then over time it will, you will start to notice that you have very little patience. You get frustrated easily. You mm-hmm. cut people off when they're driving. You're mm-hmm. swearing all the time. Mm-hmm. And you got a, you're got a sharp fuse. You don't, you don't, you can't be, you, you don't know how to take a breath. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's it. And this happens for everything, for everything in the body. There is the thought process, the word process, and how then it interprets itself or manifests itself into a dis. Ease. You are at dis ease with yourself. 
It's really interesting how you helped me to frame this as I was going through it with my divorce initially. So uh, when Ken and I were getting divorced, I had what the medical community called irritable bowel syndrome. I did the colonoscopies. I was on drugs for it. I like had, it was bad. I was, (laughs) it was bad. I was in a lot of discomfort, a lot of pain. And then when the divorce ended, so did my IBS. I all of a sudden miraculously healed. <laughs> Isn't that something? Isn't that something? And it was That's not the pill. The pudding, as we say. Yeah, it's proof. Exactly. And then once the pandemic hit, I also went into like a little bit of a, into that same thing, like stress, whether it's Because it's easy to acknowledge stress, in my opinion. It's easy to acknowledge stress when there's like something we can attach it to, like divorce, loss your job, whatever, those types of things. But it's difficult to understand stress when it's just been a vibration or um, a tolerance, a low vibing tolerance over time that builds and builds and builds. And that's kind of sort of where... I went with the pandemic too. Sure, I lost my job. Sure, I like my main source of income, I should say. So there was stress there. But then I I kind of went into this denial phase of what's happening. Can you speak to that a little bit? Like how come most of us are in such denial of the root, the root cause? Well, it all goes back to our, shall we say, conditioning or programming. Yes, you yes. Know, what we what we we have been taught from the day that we arrive to our present day, a lot of that is is programming. And if you know, if we want to go right back to the beginning, you get programmed in the womb. Yeah. So you know, uh, and this is something that a lot of people don't understand. And it was something that I did in one of my videos too. You know, how do we get sick? Well, it starts in the womb. Um, and it's not for everybody, but you are definitely downloaded while you are in the womb. You are being downloaded by your mother and your father and their ancestral downloads too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then if the person in the womb is development and in, it is in a, I'm just going to say an uncomfortable environment where maybe, maybe the mother is like, has three jobs. Sure. You know, she's yep. working all the time trying to survive. Um, maybe the mother is in a abusive relationship in, in any way, physical, mental, emotional. Maybe there's drinking involved. Maybe there's smoking involved. Maybe there's drugs involved. So while a person, while a woman is carrying her baby, this is all being downloaded. And therefore, when the child comes out, it's already at a certain vibration. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So the, the sentient being doesn't mean they're closed off. They're still open, but the program when they come out will hit hard because that vibration they'll meet it face to face. Can we also call that vibration trauma? Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Because because yes, that's what I've seen over the years is that you know a lot of the trauma that people are expressing throughout their lives as and and it gets worse because. They're carrying the frequency of that trauma. Therefore, they attract that trauma. Right. Right. It, right. Right. Because they, they, they have to I'm heal with you. it. I'm with you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know, so to, 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 to tell people, well, you're at a certain frequency and you, you need to change the frequency. And how you do that is that how do we heal trauma? 
So we've got to go right back to the beginning and start from there. But, uh, okay, I've got so much here in my head. So <laughs> I know, I have like a thousand no, follow-up okay. questions, but I want to oh wait for you to God. get... Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Um, so to explain this ease goes back to the beginning. So I always like to ask those questions. Let's go back to the beginning. Do you, um, do you know what was happening while your mother was carrying you? What was her relation like with your father? Did she have a father? Da, da, da. Then I ask the next question. How were you birthed? Did you have forceps? Did you have a vacuum? Were you a C-section? All of this plays a big part on the baby. Mm-hmm. A big part. Mm-hmm. And then they come out into the world. And then, you know, the, the, that frequency over time, you know, starts to attract itself. There are certain situations, you know, there are certain people that are going to bring to the table what it is that you need to know about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting, too, because like those types of births, it doesn't mean that it's bad, too. Like, I don't think if you had to, if you had a forceps to come out, that's not your fault. However, it's not your fault. You, how you didn't choose that your, your mom probably didn't either. Everyone was probably trying to do their best. And that's why it gets slipped under the rug because we don't realize that those are things that are impacting our vibration as we move forward. And it's not blaming here. It's just going to the root. And then, so you can see, this is why this is the lead domino. This is why I'm falling this way. Yes. And this is your contract, spiritually speaking. This is your contract. This is your contract. You knew. You you knew. You had certain things in your mind that you want. And, you know, there's so much going on right now, at least for me, mm-hmm. um, that I, I'm channeling almost every day all this new information. And it's kind of blowing my mind. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we talk about, you know, earth school. I mean, there's so much information out there, but I've got to be true to myself. When I say that, I mean that I have chosen to unpack all belief systems. Mm-hmm. And that goes deep. In other words, I choose not to, I choose not to believe anybody but myself. And in that, you even question yourself. Exactly. <laughs> you almost don't even believe yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of so, and the reason is, is because, you know, we remember, you know, what Buddha said, just because I say it doesn't mean it's true. You need to follow your own truth. So what I've been doing is I've been trying to listen all the time to my connection to the source mm-hmm. and just listen to that. So we talk about, where were we? <laughs> Uh, yeah, not 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 to blame anybody or, uh, or do you remember the question? Um, well, it, sort of, but I want to like in in this one of the things because you were saying like how were you birthed? You were starting at the beginning. Yes. One of the yeah. first questions you ever asked me was, "Who are you? Do you know who you are?" Oh yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because like at the time the voice or like the sensation of me, the spirit, the body was like. I don't know. But then the mind turns on and says, oh, of course I know who I am. Of course I know. I'm this. I'm that. I do this. This is how I am. I am this way. It And like I start living in the story as opposed to going deeper and figuring it out. Because for some reason, so many of us are conditioned to believe 
that if we don't know who we are, then we're bad, then we're less than, then we don't belong. And the first step to that journey is a really difficult one because it puts you outside the circle. It takes you out of the silo. It takes you out of the story. So we don't do it. (laughs) We're afraid and we think that it's not going to work. And it's stupid because you already know who you are. Yes. Yeah. Why is it that our conditioning takes us away from learning who we are or from sitting in the truth of who we are? Or even well, that's because because we because there's a collective consciousness that keeps on promoting that that keeps on you know affirming that. So so on. just even to back up, what does collective consciousness mean? Okay, so if we think about how powerful we are and the power we have with our thoughts and our words, so every time we're t- we're speaking and every time we're thinking, the universe is reading that vibration mm-hmm. because that's coming from our. That's coming from us. We are creating this vibration. And so just think about, so I'm doing it, then somebody else is doing it, then somebody else is doing it. We're all doing it. So that's what we mean by collective consciousness. And so I think it is, uh, oh, what's his name? Zealand, uh, Adam Zealand. Anyways, he explains it very nicely in the way of the pendulum. And thinking about collective consciousness and how the pendulum swings. And so the more power, the more thought that we put into a certain subject or a certain focus, the pendulum gets stronger and starts to swing way, way over as as it gathers more and more momentum and it starts to swing higher and higher. And that's the collective consciousness swinging way over here because... The, uh, the entirety of, of, uh, of what's going on right now is a big program. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the television tells you a program, the radio tells you a program, you go out into public places and they'll reaffirm the program mm-hmm. and they'll tell you all about the program. And so because of that, that's a conditioning that's happening. Mm-hmm. And so it's basically this conditioning for the, for the collective consciousness and more and more people that they can get to believe that, you know, that, um, that aspirin is a really good thing, you yeah. know, then more and more people are going to swing over to the side here and they're going to hold that. Mm-hmm. And so that's your collective consciousness. And that's why we say that the best time to meditate is in the early hours of the morning because the collective consciousness is asleep. Okay. That way you do, you do, you do build a better connection to source. But anyway, so that's what collective consciousness is. I feel like on the surface level of that, like just the way I sort of really started to understand was in like little things like, like fads, how quickly fads catch on. So, um, bell bottoms, (laughs) like fashion trends, body trends, we all, anyone that's 20 years old or more has lived through two decades of fads, music. Those are all things that I think are part of the collective that we just do in our day-to-day lives. And we don't think that we're being conditioned because we like it. But why do we like it? Do we like it because we are forced to hear it over and over and over and over and over again? Or do we like it because it resonates with our truth or something along those lines. It's, and, and then why is it, 
when the fad is over, we don't like it anymore. (laughs) When they stop talking about it, we don't think about it anymore. And it's like... That's a perfect example mm -hmm. of of a collective program. Mm -hmm. I I can get you to do anything. You could get me to do anything as long as I was, as long as I hear it over and over and over again. And the moment that it, that it sort of stops being talked about, we move on. And we see this in the news cycles all the time. Like think about what's been in the news cycles for two years over and over and over and over. And now that's kind of slowing down a bit and, and, and the focus goes somewhere else. And then we just think that way. We just are told how to think all the time. Exactly. It's exactly. it's like it's so fascinating and yet in the quiet moments when we are asked who are you we believe that we know the answer. <laughs> so that that's going back to that original question why it why is the denial so strong there? Well, the denial is strong because if we get into frequency, because that's what we are. Mm-hmm. So when when we are in denial, and and is it okay that I don't look at you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, no, time? yeah, yeah. We're not because we're not even videoing this. This is okay. this is audio okay, only. Yeah. Because I like I start to get these messages, and then I I can't look. I yeah, have to don't look. Look out into the nothingness. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so this is really interesting. Um, okay. Because the frequency of denial, let's just say you're awake to who you are. You're awake. You're awake to, to, to know that, you know, you're a spiritual being and you're here for this purpose and you're here to raise the vibration of the planet Earth. You know those things. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not in that place, it's not, to, it's not to downgrade anybody or anything like this. It's just the way it is. Like yeah. Vibration of denial, it means that there's a certain frequency that that person, that person has been, say, uh, heavily programmed. Okay. So, so in other words, that person is still carrying trauma from previous times. And, and if that trauma does not get healed, then you're still in this place of coming from that certain frequency. So it's very, very difficult for you to be open to understanding that there's more to the world than meets the eye because you're, you're in this place. You're like in this, in this tunnel vision, as we say. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. You're in this tunnel vision and your state of mind cannot really hold any other kind of frequency. Because it's just kind of like you're in overload in here. Mm-hmm. Then you go out into the world. And if you notice, because you mentioned about the news, that almost every news station, they are all programmed to say the same thing. They say the same lines over and over mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody hears the line. Mm-hmm. And we know that that's like hip, hypnotic, you know, you keep on hearing and, and this is the way it is. And this is the way it is. And yeah. this is the way, this is the way it is. <laughs> it's good for the country. It's good for the country. It's good for the country. 
you know, like this. You'll hear it everywhere. And then we, when we think those exact same lines, we believe that it's coming from our truth. And that's the interesting thing. Like one of the things you taught me in over and over again at the beginning was like how the thing, when people told me who I was as a child, I I don't know. For example, I, I don't know. This is just coming up because being a good girl, what does a good girl mean? The good girl conditioning. Now, what's a good girl to me or within my little ecosystem growing up might be different from someone who lives like, I don't know, in China or in Russia or whatever. What a good girl means is subjective to your surroundings. However, I learned what a good girl meant. And as I grew up and became an adult, I self-domesticated, telling myself those same messages. You have to be a good girl. You're a good girl, at least if you do this. Look at how good I am. I did this. And virtue signaling becomes like we signal, hey, I'm a good girl. But it wasn't our voice to begin with. It was the people around us that were telling us. And then eventually, so like, I think it's a the Four Agreements or something, Don Miguel Ruiz that talks about the domestication of the mind and then we self-domesticate the mind. And that's what I think that one of the reasons I hate the news and or the noise, the distracting noise, because the message is just over and over and over. And then we start saying those things and we're, we're in our social group saying those things. We're talking about this over and over and over and we're thinking this stuff over and over and over. And it's like, it's not our thoughts. It's not us. That's not who you are. That's not what you think. That's what you've been conditioned to think. Exactly. Oh, okay. So what, how do we wake up from this? Is there like how, when someone is, if someone's starting to sort of notice in their life that, huh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't want to watch the news. I don't feel good in that group of people, I don't, you know, like they're starting to sort of sense something's off, something's off and they want to get to the root. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that's probably when they'll go to like the bookstore and go to the self-help. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because a lot of people do that first and that's great. It's the first, it's like the first step. In, in um, okay, there's something going on with me. I, I don't understand it. I'm going to go see if I can find a book on self-help of yeah. some sort. And then they might read and a couple pages. <laughs> they might read a couple pages and then might drop it. It might be, it might challenge them too much. Mm. Then maybe, you know, they'll maybe make an appointment to go and see a professional, like a psychologist or somebody like that to start talking about it, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And then they'll get to a point, and this has happened a lot, and where we have to understand that aside from talk, talking about the story, and you can only tell the story for so long, because as I said to somebody, well, you keep on telling the story. You've been telling the story for eight years now, three times a week. Yeah. How's that working for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, seriously. Yeah, right? seriously. And now you're here. And now you're telling me the story didn't work. So why don't we change the story? Yeah. Why did you stop telling it three times a week? Yeah. Who are you without that story? Exactly. So everybody can will find different different ways to get on the path. Mm. And it, 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 even for myself, I mean, just starting out 
I mean, when I first started studying cranial sacral therapy, and then I met uh, Jean-Pierre Barral, who was my visceral manipulation teacher for years, and just loved that man. But he could see, he could see energy, and he could see, like he he would he would look scan the room, and he'd say, "I want to demonstrate uh, working on somebody's liver to you." And then you know, hands would go up, but he would just he would go across and point over there in the corner. Yep. You're the one I want. That person doesn't even have their hand up. Mm. And somebody said, why? And they said, and he said, because the rest of you are too angry. And I don't want to be here all day releasing your livers. <laughs> so, you know. Interesting. So, uh, it's, it, it's just fascinating how we give off these vibrations. Like, that, you know, it's kind of like what clairvoyance is. When you read an aura, you're reading the vibration of the person sitting across from you. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to find their way. I found my way through visceral manipulation. Why? Because my teacher saw things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And when he would say those things, I'd be like, oh, wow, that's fascinating. I want more. H- however, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, we talk about that that frequency or that vibration. Is, is it the fact that I've, I was vibrating at a higher frequency most of my life? I believe so. Mm-hmm. I believe so. I believe I came in at a, at a certain vibration that carried through. Therefore, a lot of the conditioning that was being programmed out to, to the general public, I did, I did not pick up. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I, I did not believe those things. Right. Or at least right? you questioned them. And I, I questioned them. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and my first ever experience was in grade one. Okay, let's hear it. When my teacher said there was a, a, a boy who just was new to our class in grade one, and he was from England, and I was in a Catholic school, and he was Protestant. Okay. Okay. And openly... She was talking about heaven and hell and said openly that this little guy was going to go to hell because he wasn't a Catholic. Now, can you imagine what that did to that little boy? That would have been very traumatic. Very traumatic. And so I was so upset by what she said. I went home and I said to my mother, I said, Mom, the teacher said that Michael is going to go to hell because he's not Catholic. I said, what kind of a God is that? Mm-hmm. And she said, Adele, it's okay. Not everything is black and white. She said, it doesn't matter. You say Michael's a good boy, he's going to heaven. Don't you worry about it. And I said, okay, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> like this, but I thought, how dare she say that? Yeah. You know, it just, it just wasn't true. I just knew it. So it's like that. So we are, we are continual, continuous frequency. And the way our frequency changes is by our change of thought. Mm-hmm. Be, be the change, you know, be the change you, in the yeah, world. You want to see in the world. And, yeah. Yeah. Because, and that's how it happens is to change your thought, to change your perspective. And as soon as you do that, from a low vibrating thought to use, you know, I hate 
I hate that. I hate everything about that. I hate it. I hate it. Well, those are all very low frequencies. Mm-hmm. But when you open your mind and change your perspective, you start seeing things differently and, and different different actions, different thoughts, different words come out of your mouth. You are now raising your frequency. So now you can now start to look at the world differently. And the more you raise your vibration, the more you open up, the bigger your perspective gets. And then you really start to understand and connect dots and see that living in a program or living in the matrix or however you want to call it, right? Yeah. It's over and over and over again. And quite frankly, you know, it's getting ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I, but okay. So, and I think it's important just to understand like the stage that you're at. Like if you're thinking about getting a self-help book, that is great. And you can read all the self-help books you want, but until you're ready to put that perspective in action, you don't, you're not doing anything for yourself. You're not lifting the vibration. And most people can't think their way to a new perspective. It needs to be shown. It needs to be grasped because all that belief All that thought is coming from deep within the subconscious mind, deep in our bodies. We're not actively thinking most of the time, right? right. Like when you start talking to yourself, you're not choosing that. It's coming up. It's automated. You know, that's the ego, right? Just coming to constantly talk to you. Yep, yep, yep. Tell you what to think. Tell you what to do. Tell you how stupid that person is. Tell you how it's not your fault. Tell you all these things looping around over and over and over again a million times a day when people say like I could tell you you have 30,000 thoughts a day I think it's like 50,000 thoughts and you make 20,000 decisions people are like I don't it's so far I don't think that many thoughts that's not me it's like okay it's just so <laughs> if they had some kind of a recorder eh, that would could record I know. all your thoughts all the time and then at the end of the day you look and you'd be like mortified you'd be like what because you don't even hear it. It's so conditioned that you don't even hear the voice in your head speaking. Like how powerful is that to like wake up to that and be like, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's like, uh, you could equate it to like subliminal messages, right? Yeah. That's sneaking in there, you know, all the time, you know? (laughs) Yes. 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 And like you, for example, were a really great person to work with because, and you still are, uh, as I still see you (laughs) and work with you because, because again, like as you go deeper into your own knowing and figuring out who you are, like for me, I'm not at the place where I can say with great confidence that I know who I am. And that might sound vulnerable to a lot of people, and and there is a a lot of parts of me that i i think are or there's a lot of parts of me that i feel a sense of knowing and then something will happen in my life and i'll react or behave in an old pattern and i'm like ah <laughs> Shit, I haven't disconnected from the old story telling me who I am and how to react. Does that make sense? Like what? Well, yes. Because, What's happening? So, so this is how, first of all, we are everything, everyone, everywhere, all the mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. So we are not separate. We 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 need to understand we mm. we are ev- everything. We are everyone. We are everywhere all the time. Meaning that consciousness. We are all a part of the consciousness, the source. We are all a part of that. life, energy, the 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 yes. the life yes. force. So when you say you know, parts of me goes here, parts of me goes there, parts of me. Well, that's because you are all the parts, everyone, oh. everywhere, all the time. Okay. So it's that that you need to understand the expanses, the expansiveness of like who you are. Mm. And and because of that, then it's it's all about the choice. Then after that, it's about the choice of choosing. Do I choose to think that thought? Mm. You know. And when you say like you know like yeah, they're they're they're, they're rushing in, and this is where you become the observer. When you really want to grow, you become the observer of your own thoughts, your own words. You're watching yourself all the time. And when you do that, you are always in the present moment. And therefore, the mm. present moment is going to unfold according to what you're thinking throughout the day, your thoughts, you know, and, and, and you get to get really good at catching your thoughts, just to catch it, just to know that you, oh, okay, all right, and, and or to catch the words that you're using. When people say, oh, well, I hate that, and I say, oh, I take that back. Because I always say, you can dislike something greatly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Never never use that word, because the vibration of that word is so low. And then is there something to be said about choosing to hate and understanding oh, that that is pulling you down? Like, yes. cause there was yes. a part of my journey where I was pulling myself down. I was like a- avoiding growth. I was sabotaging myself or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and again, you're not doing that. You're not doing that consciously. You're right. not saying I want to pull myself down. I want to waddle in the mud. I yeah. want to suffer till I can't stand it anymore. No. You're not doing that. No. But the program is so heavy in the mind that it is very, very challenging to break that off. And then we get into spiritual aspects or spiritual tools that we can use to help you in that regard. For instance, I did a video on cutting psychic ties. Mm-hmm. Well, people really don't understand. First of all, they don't understand how people could tie into you or cord into you. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that. So there could be people that have cords in them so big, so thick, that that other person that's corded into them is actually dragging them down with them. So we need to cut those cords. We need to we need to disconnect in a in a spiritual way. From, from the toxic people in our life doesn't mean we love them any less it doesn't mean that we like them any less it just means that their vibration is is uh, a very uncomfortable vibration to be in you can actually feel the heaviness of it and so it's not it's not pleasant to be around those people mm-hmm. so then you start to as you raise your vibration you're going to notice how your friends will fall off yes right yes yeah so so there are many, many ways that we can help ourselves to raise our vibration. So one of the ways that you can start right away is just by watching 
your thoughts and watching your words. How do you talk about people? How do you talk about yourself? Your self-talk, right? All of that. Those are really good. Watch your dreams. Dream interpretation. Very powerful tool. Tells you a lot about yourself. Mm. If you're willing to go down that road. So if you're if you're in denial and you're going around and going, no, 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 I don't believe that. No, that can't be. No, that's not true. No, no, that's not the reason I'm sick. No, like that. That's just where you are. Yes, you will continue to have a road of suffering. Mm-hmm. And if your suffering is something that you're comfortable with, and, and actually, you wouldn't believe how many people are happy with their suffering. Yeah, they're safe. It's almost like they're home. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they're living in a, in a heavier frequency. And, and then it comes to choice. It comes to choice. It's like... I wanted to uh, the movie uh, What Dreams May Come with uh, Robin Williams, you know, and how he, after he dies, you know, and he goes to save his wife who's in hell because she committed suicide. Do you remember I, that? Oh, I actually, just as you said, his wife in hell, it came to me. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That's an older yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. I don't even know if you can find it anywhere anymore, but every time <laughs> I find it, I watch it because... It is a really good interpretation of the power of the thought. Right. And when when we believe the power of the belief system, so when we believe in anything that comes from fear, that's what happens. That's what it happens. It is attracted. Yes. And then the denial that we believe something that stems from fear. because exactly. Because if we're afraid, we aren't powerful if we're afraid then we're not good girls or whatever that conditioning so like all of these stories are so deeply woven in the fabric of our idea of who we are that we're not willing to face it or question it or ask anything and I love that example you say like that's not me that's not why I'm that I'm this way nope nope not me like it's that's and then I don't even want to talk to you because and I'm going to cancel you and you are dead to me for even suggesting that you don't understand me f off (laughs) that's like the coping so if you're doing that that's denial 101 (laughs) right yes yes and to do to understand the the program you've got to understand that we have we have like three percent of our own thoughts the rest is all a program I believe it. And I believe it. One of the reasons, it. it's just coming to me now, one of the reasons, a big reason, why we don't understand who we are is because we have been told our whole lives by by everyone, by religion, by teachers, by society, by government. We have been told who we are. You see? They're telling us who we are. Mm-hmm. They're telling us who we are so that control can stay the way it is. Mm-hmm. The more control we have over everybody, the better off we are. And, you know, who cares about them? But <laughs> a lot of people don't believe in their power because, well, a lot of belief systems have come from religion. Mm-hmm. Religion makes you feel guilty for not doing something or not being better than or doing something. Religion teaches you to be shameful, that you have shame now because you did this. Oh, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Shame on you. 
Right? Yeah, it teaches you how to stay in unhealthy relationships, in unhealthy exactly. marriages, in abusive relationships. Because exactly. or else you're going to go to hell. It's fear. It's like exactly. this bullshit. It's it's such okay. I think at the end of 2022, I found this Seneca quote, and I think I've talked about it on the show. And it's it kind of was the wrap up mantra, my wrap up mantra of 2022. I kept repeating it to myself when I got um, anxious or fearful or um, stuck questioning and opening my mind and just coming back to my body and being okay and understanding I'm safe and being in the present moment, those types of things. And it's the Seneca, I'm sure you've heard it. It is to the common people, religion is truth to the wise. It is false. And to the powerful, it is useful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. and it's like, it brings me back to myself a little bit. Because of all the times that I, well, I mean, I was born and raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. I got married and divorced. I had, you know, the my grandparents so upset with me. Uh, 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 the ritual burning of my wedding photos outside. They were like, <laughs> you know, I was a witch at the stake. <laughs> a modern day. And, uh, uh, and it was like, I was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> Like, what is this? Like, are you, do you really think that I'm going to hell for, for, for this? Do, is that really what you really, really believe? Is that the only way? It's just really interesting how some people, and God, I love my grandparents, like rest in peace. Yeah. I liked what you said after, cause my grandmother just died a couple months ago and you said she didn't die. She woke up. Yeah. And I was like, she oh, yeah, oh. she woke up. She woke up. And then they then they look back and they go, oh, my God. <laughs> what kind of an idiot was that? You know? Oopsie. Because <laughs> they, they, they see how heavily they're programmed, mm-hmm. you know. And then they wake up and they go, oh, my gosh. Like, wow. I could have I done so much more. I could have been so much more. But, you know, I fell into a belief system. And, um, and there I stayed. So really, uh, are you here to really discover who you really are? I, I sure as heck know that I came for that very purpose. Mm-hmm. And I, I do know, I do know who I am. Mm-hmm. I, absolutely, I know who I am, mm-hmm. you know. So I am a part of everything that was and will be. You know? So the experiences I'm having are attracting that same kind of frequency for like-minded people who know who they are and who come from a vibration of love and not from a vibration of fear. And it's just that easy. If people could just check in, why are they afraid of that? Why? Why are they so afraid? Well, they're afraid because of the program, because the program, they were raised in fear. They were taught to fear. I love this one little story, if I have a minute here. Yeah. I, I, I watched this video on this young man. Oh, I know it was with, the, was it not Samuel Jackson? Um, who's, the, who's the guy that has the beautiful voice? Morgan Freeman? Yes. <laughs> yes. The Morgan perfect Freeman, that yeah. voice. You yeah. Know, that voice. And he did. He did a series on um, something about God. He did uh, a universe. It was like the yeah. the universe thing. Did yeah. you watch that? Okay. 
Yes, I did. Okay, cool. I found it most fascinating. Okay. And the one fascinating story, which I'm saying now, because we're talking about fear, is that this young man, he went to interview this young man who goes around now speaking about, uh, about love. And this young man was brought up in a home where everything they uh, they were I think like um, Ku Klux Klan and white supremacists and all mm-hmm. that stuff like brought up in that family. He was tattooed everywhere. His face was all tattooed. Mm-hmm. You couldn't even actually see him anymore. He was so covered in tattoos. And he went to some kind of I mean this is I mean the, the universe is kind of crazy like this. But anyways, he went to some kind of an event and he met. He met a he met a woman, and they fell in love, and um, I don't know if they got married, but they had a baby. Now this is the interesting point. When he he said when he looked into his child's eyes, something happened to him. He said he had never felt love like that in his entire life. He felt so much love for his child that it broke the spell on him mm-hmm. and he realized that he had been taught how to hate mm-hmm. instead of love and so i mean i get chills i got yeah i get yeah. chills thinking about that because it's so powerful and so he had to get all those tattoos removed and they and they showed his face you could see like scars. He said it was so painful. Oh my god! With his face, he had to have these tattoos all removed from his face Ugh. and then from the rest of his body because he didn't want he didn't want that on him anymore because he wanted to talk about love. So everything changed in his life, and now he goes around, travels all over, speaking about the power of love and how we learn these things. He learned how to hate that was taught to him it was disguised as love i'm sure well i'm sure it was was hate disguised as love he he really changed his life and so you know we never know right but we do know this that 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 example that he gave of he 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 recognized i have been taught this yeah i have been downloaded with this and he was able to change just like that. Love it. Don't you just love it? I do. Okay, so what are your predictions? Just to sort of wrap this up as a final thought of breaking the spell, are we as a collective going to be stepping into that space more in 2023? I believe we are. I believe I, I'm seeing it more and more by the words that I hear, the people that I talk to, my clients, for sure. However, we've got to remember, again, why we're here. Yeah. We're here to break the spell. We're here to break the spell. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And And if you don't think you're under a spell, that's a really, really great place to start. Exactly. Because <laughs> you are. Because, so, yes, you are. You are. You are under a spell. And, and, and that's what Hollywood means, right? Hollywood. It's the, the holly, yeah, the, the holly plant. Yeah. The holly tree is about magic. 
Oh. Is how to direct that magic. Yeah. So tell a vision. Yeah. Tell a vision. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Right? That's good. So we are under a spell, and and I believe that the spell is not broken until there is so much, uh, like, like, uh, uh, our thoughts coming together, 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 to raise the consciousness, to help people to wake up and break the spell. It almost like it has to come to a crescendo and then go poof like this kind of thing you know the action the action the momentum behind that and how many of us now are starting to think along that same line understanding that we've been programmed understanding that we have been convinced that the world is a a horrid place to live it's full of fear it's a it's terrible blah 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 all of that yeah watch your back stay at home don't do this Exactly. Be afraid of other people. Don't talk be to them. Afraid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be, because, oh gosh, I, I need another four hours for this. But anyways. <laughs> I know. This is like my favorite conversation literally ever. <laughs> so this, uh, to, to, to break that spell so that people can finally understand that Everything is consciousness. That that, that we we don't live on the planet. We are the planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That we don't live in a universe. We are the universe. Mm-hmm. We are getting all sorts of gooseys on this. Oh yeah. You know because it is so powerful. It's so powerful. It's just and a lot of times people are afraid of their power they're afraid to have that power mm-hmm. they almost feel like they don't know what to do with it they what would i do what would who will i be if i have all this power yeah you know so they almost then they counteract it they block it they sabotage it yeah because it's like you don't have the right to be powerful told you that you could be powerful yeah you are not I'm worthy of being powerful exactly yes and i mean gosh didn't i hear that in church you're not worthy of god's love yeah unless you do a b c d e f g and if you do h and i oh you're going to hell yeah for sure (laughs) so i believe that people are waking up i believe that and of course really they're waking up to so much but I, i i also believe that when there's so much truth out there that's why that's all the censoring is coming through because the truth is coming through. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so that's why, especially in our country, they want to shut that down as quick as possible so that people can't, can't go and, and see the truth or hear others tell the truth. Or just have another point of view, whether it's Absolutely. true or not. It's like, it's like why we don't think the same. We're not the same. Why can't exactly. we hear other people's stories too? Opinions. Opinions. Yes. Yeah. Yes. As as Osho said, as Osho said, if we were all painters, if we were all singers, you know, if we were all music, what a boring world that would be. Right. We yeah. all we, we we come together because it's growth. Listening yes. to somebody else's perspective is growth. 
Yes. Listen to somebody else's perspective is open-minded. Where I have been told that, well, you know, he has a PhD, so he must know what he's talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, big deal. He knows how to read a book and memorize the lines. Don't yeah. tell me yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a critical thinker, an open-minded person. I <laughs> From what I'm, sorry. No, I'm that's like the that, that's like that's like my last three years tied up in a bow right there. Like honestly, and it took me a really long time to like detach myself from that idea because it's just like so against the norm. But like going against the grain doesn't make me a badass. Going against the grain doesn't make anyone a badass or like a rebel or whatever label someone wants to put me on. It just it's my evolution. This is part of me figuring out who I am and and my purpose on this earth is by listening to these, to many voices. Absolutely. Actually, on those 10 days off, I probably spent a good five of them, you know, reading books and listening. Mm -hmm. I like going to people that I, that I admire on YouTube. Yeah. Going to all my favorite podcasts and listening, 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 learning, learning, because you just can never learn enough. You can never learn enough. So when you off and say this is the truth right here this box only this is <laughs> yeah. the truth yeah okay yeah. then oh there you shall remain for a very long time <laughs> okay adele we will have to do this again four yes. more hours <laughs> we should do a series we should do a that series or something it'd be fun that would be, be fun. so fun yes um all right so for everyone listening, uh, where can they find you? Uh, yeah. So my website is www.phoenixrisinghealingcenter.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm on Phoenix Rising HC on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. I highly recommend everyone go give Adele a follow, especially if you are starting to wake up because, you know, surrounding yourself with different voices or people that are able to discern certain elements and give new perspectives, whether you agree with them or not, is a very powerful way for you to grow and wake up a little bit more. Can I just end with this one little prayer that I think will really help people? hundred percent. Love it. Okay. I just wanted to, to say that, um, Oh, do I have two minutes to tell this quick story? Please, 100%. <laughs> okay, it's super because then it leads into the prayer. So um, I used to own a condo that I rented out on Airbnb, okay? Yes. And one day I got to the condo and when I went in, there was an envelope on the counter and it was an envelope from the board of the, the condo board. Okay. And they said, you've broken the rules. You can't do Airbnb for your condo. And therefore, you are now locked out. They locked the fob. Oh. So I couldn't even go in and out. And yet it was my my apartment. Interesting. Okay. And they said that they weren't going to do it until, and until I either found a permanent tenant or whatever. Anyways, I freaked out, right? I freaked out. I was like... <laughs> So, so, you know, I text, I text my daughter and I text my son. And then I say, do I get a lawyer? Should I get a lawyer? You know, and all of a sudden I came out of it and I snapped out of it. And I said, wait a minute. I just fell into this vat of fear. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how it works. And right there, I said this prayer to myself. I said, 
I am a good person. I am doing the best I can. The universe knows this and has my back. Everything always works out for me. And it was done. I went ahead and cleaned the apartment. And four days later, I had a permanent tenant. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So you see, I took charge. Yep. I took charge. I, I know who I am. I'm the creator here. I'll say the way this is going to go. Ah, oh, love it. <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank you so much, Adele. You're thank just you such a shining that. light. And this was thank an amazing you. episode. Thank you. <laughs> Until love next you. time. Love you. Okay. If this episode has inspired you to walk the path of self-awareness and heal your conditioned mind, I invite you to explore the Awareness 3X Effect. This 12-month program is the solution to uplifting your vibration, changing your thoughts, healing your mind, body, and best of all, shifting the way you see the world. Go to alisaunfilteredcoaching.com to register and start your transformation today. Thank you so much for listening. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.